down the road, you'd be more disappointed by the things you didn't do than the ones you did. So dream, explore, say yes to life. Be inspired to live life as an exciting adventure of discovery. You are listening to the Inspire Possibility Show, and I'm your host, Mark Sussman. Hi, everybody. Welcome. Welcome to another show of the Inspire Possibility Show, the show that hopefully will inspire you to new possibilities, to think about things in different ways, and to perhaps do things that have been on the back burner. And every week to help facilitate this, I invite various individuals that I consider cutting-edge thought leaders, people who are visionaries, people who hopefully will inspire me because I know if they inspire me, they're going to inspire you. And with that in mind, I invited somebody that I've known for a while. Her name is Janet Caleri. She's the founder of Visible Foundations. And let me tell you a little bit about Janet. She's a creative, energetic, and sought-after international speaker and coach who brings her innovative and playful process to audiences across the nation. Participants of her, at her events laugh, wonder, and explore their childlike curiosity as they discover the keys for ease and life transitions. They examine the role of images for effective change and walk away with the tools to go from stress to ease, fear to personal power, and anxiety to productivity and their own life transitions. You know, transitions and change is a big thing in my life. I Ten years ago, wrote a book called Dancing on the River, Navigating Life Changes. And, and at the time, a lot of people also talked about change as transitions. So I'm kind of curious what the difference is between change and transitions. And, and there's nobody better to explain that to us in her work but Janet Caleri. So welcome, Janet. I'm excited about our conversation coming up. Thank you, Mark. Thank you for having me here. Really appreciate it. Well, I'm like I say, I'm very curious about what what you have to teach us. And um, <laughs> so let's let's talk about this this idea of of of, of visible right transitions. Visible transitions. Yeah. yeah. So tell us about okay. sure. what, what, what do you mean by visible transitions as opposed to other transitions? <laughs> well, often when we are in change, we're not aware that we're in change. For example, uh, I'm working with someone who was in the middle of four major transitions in his life, divorce, death of father, death of dog, and um, changing jobs. And he didn't even realize he was in massive transition. And we also often don't acknowledge the little baby steps that we take 
when we're working towards a goal or when we're in transition. We often are in a state of resistance. So visible transitions uses a camera. Most people use a smartphone camera and curiosity. And it brings to life the the, the, the change whereby a person sees the incremental progress uh, that they're working on towards a goal or in a transition. They're also, um, they're also using the photography as a way to be with what is. So visible transitions, the foundation of the methodology is about being with what is. And that is being in a curious, expansive, neutral, uh, childlike wonder state. Arguing with life is, um, it's a waste of time. So I'm help them enjoy transitions. They're never going away, they're, fu- they're fundamental. <laughs> right, exactly. Yes. Yeah. So what I'm always curious about is, you know, I, I believe people teach what they want to learn. And mm-hmm. and so what 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 was it that motivated you to to get into this work? Okay. Well, visible transitions is a methodology that I designed. Um it's revolutionary meaning no one in the world is doing it. And there was a day when I was wailing and flailing on the floor of my childhood bedroom and my eyes were locked on the rug and I was being reminded that life is not linear. And I felt like a tube of toothpaste having my inside squeezed out. And I remember in that moment, because I was sick, I had just written, I had just published my book, Me With Me, and then I got really sick. So it was like life was giving me this this examination based on the theory of uh, the, no, the notion of my book, which is uh, I'm only as good to you to the degree I am with me. So there I am sick. I lost everything. So I'm literally in, at my parents' house in Boston with nothing. And I'm asking life the question, what? what is the motivation for me to move forward? What is the motivation for me to heal myself, to get better? And I had no answer. And literally, I already knew my life's purpose, but I had no answer. So I just put the question out there, all right, the curiosity bubble. And a few days later, the answer came to me. And, uh, and the answer was creation. And I was like, creation, that's, that's really cool. So I got excited about it, and then I asked life, okay, thanks for the answer, but so what? So what about creation? And that's when Visible Transitions was born. So it felt like an exorbitant amount of time, Uh, but there was the voice, and it said, grab your camera and take pictures of your emotions. So that was the very first step of developing Visible Transitions. That was was in... um, that was between 2010 and 2010 and 11. I was, uh, uh-huh. I lost everything. And so I was back with my family in Boston for a year and a half. And it was during that time on my childhood bedroom floor that the first uh, instructions of taking pictures of my emotions began. 
Right. What, yeah. what I'm curious about, too, is what you had other careers before you got into this. Can you tell us briefly about those? Oh, sure, yeah. Uh, my first career was I was a radiology tech in cardiovascular interventional radiology um, in Boston. I loved the work, and uh, I'm just, you know, I could see the insides of people. It's, it's something that I'm really good at, <laughs> whether it's with uh-huh. radiology and injecting dyes or photography or coaching. So that was my first career. I loved it. And, um, and I left, one, because the, med- the medical field was becoming a production line, and two, I wanted to pursue my passion for photography. So I became a professional photographer and okay, started a business go. in the music industry in Boston. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So you were you were photographing musicians for CD covers and stuff like that, or? Yeah, CD covers, uh, websites, albums, magazines. Uh-huh. It was really fun. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then and then at some in some way you had a hit bottom or had a crisis or metamorphosis that kind of mm-hmm. led you to your your bedroom, your child bedroom on the floor, and then you were kind yeah. of awakened. Yeah, that was when I was living in L.A. and I, I had my coaching business and I just wrote this that book, Me With Me, and then um, literally, like, everything just dissolved. And, yeah, and that was the beginning of um, definitely a sort of awakening. <laughs> and yeah. uh, invisible transitions came. And so I used the methodology on myself to heal and it was so simple yet super impactful, and I right. turned it into a business because it wanted to be a bu- It wanted to be, you know, it, it's it's its own thing, and uh, it's its own entity. And I'm I'm the facilitator. You know, I'm I'm obeying it and I'm facilitating it. Uh, it's it's quite remarkable. Uh huh. Yeah. Let, let's talk a little bit about your your book. What's it called? Be with me. Oh, me Spirit. with me. So Mark with Mark. So me, uh-huh. putting myself first. Uh huh. Okay, so yeah, putting yourself first. Yeah. And that was yeah, published when? So you can have. That was December two thousand eight. Yeah. And then and shortly that, after that you, you, <laughs> yeah, you had the event. Sure, it's interesting the timing. It's not tough. How you write? I mean, I've you know written books, and you're all excited after you write the book, and mm-hmm. and then but after but shortly after you kind of go well, what now? What's next? Right? You have this. I did anyway. Had a certain void in my life, and then and then uh, and then it turns out you had this crisis that led to this to this awakening to where you are today. Yeah, it was a very interesting time, Mark, because uh, de- December 2008 was the economic downturn. And then right. in January of 2009, I just, my my vibrancy and my vitality started to dissipate. And then I I said, well, I'm going to take this book. And, and I used the Occupy movement at that time 
and mm-hmm. and so my the, the the whole idea of this book inside the book is not only just giving to yourself first, but but that mindset of ownership. It's so important to keep the finger pointed at myself rather than blaming and shaming right. and being a victim. So the Occupy movement was then, and I said, well, um, let's. Let, I'm going to stimulate the economy by selling 10,000 books. And, and, and the, com- the conversation was every day uh, video and posting to Facebook. And how are you going to stimulate the economy? What, how, you, your Inspire Possibility show. How are you going to inspire possibility in this time of right. economic downturn? And, and so that's what I did. Uh, I did 90 days of videos literally to keep my sanity. Like I, I didn't know what was wrong oh. with me. I was really sick with adrenal exhaustion, but I didn't know what was wrong with me. And um, I had hardly anything left of me to run my business. And so this was my creative endeavor to keep me sane. And essentially I lost my business and, and everything else. And... That was the beginning of visible transitions. <laughs> well, great story. Yeah. You know, I've, I've, so many people that I've interviewed have had hit bottom or a crisis or something that kind of led to their to where they are now in terms of their transformation, in terms of their healing, and 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 kind of awaken them to to their lives in terms of what they've created. And so let's, let's go on now. And, and so now we got a sense of your background and you to tell us mm-hmm. um, more about visible transitions and who uh, give us an example of, of, of is this, I did read some of your materials and I know you've done a lot of work with, with, with children, right? What about adults? Do you do, much work with adults. I work with adults. Yeah, my the majority of my clients, uh, both privately and in my programs, are mothers. And okay. I've noticed that it's pretty difficult to get to the kid directly, and that's fine because you know the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. So working with the parents has ultimately shifted the household and the the whole behavior of the household and and that's working well <laughs> okay it's working well so what yeah. would you say is your biggest insight from from working with the mothers what would you about about visible transitions what would you what would you say the biggest takeaways for you the insights uh, uh you know it it's a reminder that there's no school ed- education or manual for motherhood, and and that that's uh, for sure, or for yeah. fatherhood. Yeah, and for pa- for parenthood, right? And and everybody just, everybody's an expert. And, everybody's an expert on your kid, right? But not their own kid, <laughs> <laughs> right? You know, I was like, so oh yeah. The insight—I mean, it's—it's it's not really an okay. It's not really an insight for me, but what I'm noticing is that um, that there's a lack of or a very small um, 
engagement of emotional intelligence amongst the Uh parents. And if the parent has um, a low level of emotional intelligence, it you know it, it carry it 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 goes and tracks down to the kid. So emotional intelligence is about um, self awareness, social awareness, being you know being aware of my emotions, managing my right. emotions. Being more curious, that's the word, you'll hear it many times, but being more curious rather than reactive, noting, right. you know, really noting and reading someone. So, so often parents can be reactive. I mean, yeah, of course. Right. Sure, exactly. <laughs> and there's, there's so many triggers. And, and I work with kids, and they're, you know, they're my teacher. I get internally triggered with kids, not so much anymore. But back in the day in L.A. when I was, uh, I was a trained artist teacher, and I worked with at-risk youth in an after-school art program. And my gosh, my internal triggers and my wounds were activated working with these kids. And, um, and so that's what, I, that's what I really noticed is, we don't have emotional intelligence education. We just don't have it. Some well, people in their households, it. they do, but it's not in school. When, when you mentioned that, the emotional intelligence, what, what came to my mind, and, and I don't know if you have the same opinion, but like, uh, but they don't have much emotional intelligence. Would you say there's a correlation with self-esteem? Yes. Yeah, that's what I yeah. think too. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, so let's 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 just take a a, a mother, because uh, I I want to I want to uh, kind of understand how the process works. So she sees you, and she's going through this crisis or or, or questioning, right, or developing this mm-hmm. emotional intelligence. How does the how does the I'm I'm curious now how we get into the photography and, and that's what I like you to kind of talk to now about how do how does the excellent. photography come in excellent yeah so there's there's three uh there's three keys to visible transi- transitions and one key is creating imagery of our emotions so i me- i mentioned that when i was talking about my story and being in my childhood bedroom on the floor. And right. um, the, second, the second key is tracking subtle evidences of progress. So I, I talked to that at the very beginning on how most of us don't see our progress. We don't give ourselves accolades because we were conditioned that that's not a good thing to do. And then the third key is to capture the triggers, like capture what triggers our emo- emotions. And uh, if I'm so, let's just say I'm working with a mom, and she is uh, she's worried about her kid. She's feeling reactive around her kid. Perhaps it's a teenager in puberty going through their own transition. And and so the idea is ownership. So let's not focus on your child. Let's let's look at you and your reactions and your triggers. And and how do you feel? Well, I feel 
frustrated and angry and um, scared and worried. Okay, then I ask, what does anger look like? What does scared look like? What does worried look like? And most people say, I don't know. I never thought about that. And I said, yeah, I know. So then I have them grab their, their smartphone and we just start walking around. I call it a photo walkabout. I mean, you, it can even be done sitting in your chair. There's mm-hmm. so much in our environment, symbolically, literally, abstractly, that we can use to represent emotions. You know, emo- emotions that we like and we don't like. It doesn't always have to be things that we don't like. And that moment that my client is taking a picture of the emotion, that is the meditation. That is the connection. That is the moment my client is being with what is. We often push our emotions away, push them down, or we crave, we, we, we attach to our emotions. And that's, both of those things are resistance. So, the number let me, one. Let me just benefit, let me just yeah. interrupt here. It is so you're 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 talking to the client regarding emotions. I mean, so with the camera, are you doing this with them at, at, during the session, or are they doing this on their own, or both? Both, both, yeah. Okay. So we're doing it together. So like, during if you were doing session. it with, it, yeah, if you're doing it with them, mm-hmm. so what would you do? You would you would say. You would call out an emotion and, and have them imagine they're angry and then have them take a photo of, of how they look when they're angry into that emotional state? Well, well, what I was saying is is the photos can be abstract, symbolic, literal, or pantomimed. So the person is walking around the environment that we're in and they're they're taking pictures of whatever in their mind looks like that emotion. So if dog poo on the ground looks like happiness right. to you, go for it, right? It's not my call. Uh, and, right. yeah, so they, they're, they're taking pictures. Nobody needs to know how to photograph. It's not about etiquette. It's not about great photography. It's about being with what is. Because you know what's happening, Mark, when a person is doing that, when they're taking a picture with that sort of intention they're yes. activating neuroplasticity. So they're, they're literally activating more n- new neurons in the hippocampus of their brain. That's where we create habits and mindsets. Uh-huh. And, and, yeah, so it's, it's thrilling. It's, it's just it's making your transition so much easier when, when you're taking pictures with intention, like pictures of your emo- emotions. So I have a lot of examples um, that I – that I use. And, and then how do, how, do people get a hold of, how do people get a hold of you? Uh, they, well, they can call me, they can email me, they can find me on Facebook, they can go to my website, which is visibletransitions.com. And um, my Facebook page, they can just punch in my name, Janet Kaliri or Visible transitions and um and we can give them my phone or, or email now or at the end of our conversation okay and you want yeah, to go ahead and, and give I, them that now oh sure yeah uh it's janet at janet com. so j-a-n-e-t 
C-A-L-I-R-I, JanetCaliri.com. And um, that's and, one way for people to get a hold of me. And, and I, uh, there was a rumor that if people contact you, you have an offer for them. That, was that a true rumor? Yes, that's true. It's no longer a rumor. <laughs> All right. So tell us yeah, what that they, is. <laughs> um, they get a 45-minute complimentary discovery session uh, via Zoom. So if people aren't familiar with Zoom, it's a video um, uh-huh. app like Skype. And they get a 45-minute complimentary by the way. session with me. I love it. Yeah. yeah. And it's recorded. Yeah. It's recorded video yeah. and audio, so they get that too. But they will learn one of the three keys, and they will walk away with something very specific to their life and uh, their, their pain or their problem or their issue. And I actually follow up with them in a week, so I, I bring them some accountability. Well, they're account- accountable, but we create a follow-up. And, and then I check in with them and say, see what their experience was doing the practice because don't believe what I say. Like, go, go do it. You really got to go do it. It's right. really simple. Mm-hmm. And, and one thing is like, what do you, I mean, you, we talked about moms with most intelligence. What do, you, what do you think is there one issue that the people you work with, is there a common issue that almost everybody deals with? I mean, it, maybe it's emotional intelligence. I don't know, but in your opinion, you know, considering yeah, all the people. I mean, yeah, the, the main issue is resistance. The resistance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so the idea is being in the state of curiosity, there is no resistance. The resistance is what blocks us and causes our stress and right. anxiety and overwhelm, and that's the number one issue with Everybody I work with. <laughs> yeah. And you know, it's interesting. Yeah. My my take on resistance is that at some level we have resistance to almost everything we do because I don't mm-hmm. think there's anything that we do that we're 100% certain we want to do. Maybe the resistance is 1% or 2%, but a lot, sometimes people give too much weight to resistance. So they're thinking about doing something and they don't do it. And they say, well, I have this resistance. It must mean I really don't want to do that. And my take on it <laughs> is, that, is that, you know, we all have resistance anyway. It doesn't mean anything. All it means is we have resistance, but it has nothing to do with whether or not we should do something. It's just like a exactly. conditioned response. Yeah. Yes. So you, yeah, I'm yes. just curious. So, yeah, that's – yeah. So what about – so? The biggest challenges you say then in your mind is is that people have resistance and it lets and it stops them. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. That, oh, yeah. Which yeah. which is slightly different than saying that people their big challenge is resistance. It's just that they let the resistance stop them. Mm-hmm. You know, and mm-hmm. and so so what do you tell somebody that's letting their resistance stop them? Well, I let them know that uh, first I gauge the level of resistance, and, they, and most of them are surprised how high it is. Mm-hmm. Some of them don't even realize that, that they are. And then I explain that resistance has two components, the aversion, pushing things away, and the um, craving and, and attachment, and that we're going to get to a neutral 
curious state. And then I uh, and then I, I get them starting to take pictures of their emotions or tracking their progress or of something that they're triggered with, and instantly they begin to feel relief. Yeah. Right. So so we have a few more minutes. We, we have a few more minutes. I told you it goes kind of fast. And and yeah. um, what are you most grateful for in your life right now? Creation, creativity. Yeah, the, I mean, the, the blessing that we get to create in any given moment. Really, it's mm-hmm. just remarkable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and what, what in, you know, get back to Inspire Possibility, what inspires you right now the most? Uh, my Train the Trainer program that I'm developing because I'm going to teach this methodology to many people, and that's going to help fulfill my mission of the next generation, experiencing more ease and joy and personal power in life changes. Mm-hmm. Well, Janet, I want to thank you for being our guest on the Inspire Possibility Show, and you've given us some, in, some great insights to reflect upon and to um, move forward in our lives. And again, to the listeners out there, you can, go to, you can contact Janet Kaleri at visitabletransitions.com. And um, is there anything else you want to say in closing here? Uh, one thing I'd like to leave with is, well, first of all, thank you very much, Mark, for um, inviting me on your show and I like to leave people with this, <laughs> and it is want what you have and don't want what you do not have. Great. That's a great insight. So say that again. Want what you want have. Want what you have and don't want what don't you do want not have. You, I like that. That's a great one. <laughs> That's a great one. <laughs> Yes. I like it too. Yes. Yes. So thank you so much, <laughs> Janet, for being thank here, you, spending time with us. And, and uh, in the meantime, to everybody out there, until next week, journey on. Journey on. Bye for now. Thanks for listening. I hope you feel inspired to take the next step in your life. And if you haven't already, please take the time to visit my website at inspirepossibility.com and discover the various services and products we offer that could just very well change your life.